Grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're so glad that you're with us this morning. I want to thank Ron for leading those songs and directing our minds uh, by uh, reading those scriptures. And I want to do that as we begin the lesson um, this morning. I want to have us reflect on a scripture um, from the Gospel of John, which we've been studying, and also a, a poem from Malcolm Geit. First, we have these words from Jesus. The light is with you for a little longer. Walk while you have the light, so that the darkness may not overtake you. If you walk in the darkness, you do not know where you are going. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become children of light. Then there's this. So every trace of light begins a grace. In me, a beckoning, the smallest gleam, is somehow a beginning and a calling. Sleep or awake, the darkness was a dream. For you will see the day spring at your waking, beyond your long last line. The dawn is breaking. We've been looking at the Gospel of John for a few months now. And we've seen that there are themes that run throughout this Gospel. As we read, we see certain words over and over again. And two of the words that, that, that we encounter on a regular basis are light and darkness. And it's important that we understand what is being conveyed when these words are used. In other words, we, we cannot take these words and just make them uh, anything that we want them to be. That they mean something, that they're used in a specific context. And these words help us if, if we understand how they're being used by the Holy Spirit. And so the Gospel of John actually opens with this contemplation on light and darkness. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And there was a man sent from God whose name was John, and he came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. We do not find a, a, a birth narrative in the Gospel of John. He does not give us the, the story of Joseph and, and Mary and all that they went through. We do not find baby Jesus in, in a, lying in a manger. Those are in Matthew and Luke. Instead, John talks about light coming into the world. And he begins by taking us all the way back to creation. 
As we've talked about before, these, these opening lines out of the Gospel of John, they, they echo the opening lines in the book of Genesis. And we may need to look at those first few verses again to remember what John is having us call to mind. The Bible opens with this, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. And so we learn that in the beginning there was chaos, that the, world, that the earth was without form and void, and that darkness was everywhere. And it's in the midst of this darkness that God speaks. And that the Spirit of God hovers over these chaotic waters and God begins to bring forth order. And what he's doing is he's giving us light. And now think back to the Gospel of John, and what John is doing is he's telling his readers that something similar is going on in their time. That they live in a dark time, they live in a world that has gone wrong, that sin has corrupted and destroyed what is good, and that there are people living in poverty and young children who are going hungry and corruption is rampant and people are being oppressed by political and religious leaders and the sick are left to beg on the streets and sometimes they are banished from society and women and children are treated as property and darkness is everywhere. People can literally fill it in their stomachs and they see it when they walk down the streets and they encounter it in their leaders. Where is, a, where is God in a world of darkness? Is he watching? Is he listening to all the prayers that are being offered? How long, O oh Lord? We encounter that cry over and over again in the Psalms. Does God hear? Does God know what is happening? And people were certainly asking these questions. And they were wondering these thoughts. And then all of a sudden, a voice is crying in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. God does hear. God does know what is going on. God shows up and the light shines in the darkness. Emmanuel, God is with us. Lauren Daigle beautifully describes this in her song, Light of the World. For all who wait, for all who hunger, for all who prayed, for all who wonder. Behold your King, behold Messiah, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Glory to the light of the world. Jesus is the light of the world. And John tells us this at the very beginning of his gospel. But that's not the only time it shows up. Later in John 8, 
Jesus makes this claim for himself. He says, I am the light of the world. And whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We are surrounded by darkness. We know that things are not as they should be. We're still in the middle of this pandemic where many people have lost their lives. And we turn on the news and there's not anything good to report. And people are hurting. And people are lonely. And fewer and fewer people even know who their neighbors are. I just saw this last week that the number one cause of death for people who are 18 to 45 is drug overdose. People are filled with anxiety. They're uncertain about the future. Some of them are angry. Some of them have little or no hope. What do we do? Where do we turn? We need to hear the words of Jesus. I am the light of the world. And whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so in the midst of the darkness, we find Jesus. And we discover that he has come into our world and that God has taken on flesh and that he's entered into our brokenness, and that he has entered into our pain and our suffering, and he has come to offer us hope, to offer us salvation. He has come to show us how to live. And he is the light of the world. So what do we do when we're surrounded by all this darkness? We look to Jesus. But we do more than just look. We follow. Because this is what Jesus says. And Jesus has come to to show us how to walk in the light. He has showed us how to overcome the, the, the darkness that is all around us. And so no matter how dark it gets, we keep looking to Jesus and we keep following Him. There have been moments over the last year or two that, where I'm sure we've probably all wondered, what are we to do? Because we've faced unique challenges. We've faced unprecedented circumstances. What are we to do when we find ourselves in uncharted waters? We keep doing good. We keep following Jesus. There are all kinds of people who will try to get us to do something else. Try to get us to say something that we should not say, or try to get us to lie, or cheat, or steal. Try to get us to embrace the darkness. After all, doesn't it make sense to fight fire with fire? To fight darkness with darkness? Jesus would say no. That the only way to fight darkness is to turn to the light. 
And so we have the answer. God has been revealed. He has taken on flesh. He has dwelt among us. He was born of a virgin and placed in a manger. And this, this baby, this child, changed the world forever. He taught us what we needed to know. He invited us to become his students. He showed us how to treat others. And he sacrificed himself for us. And so what now? Do we pretend like it just doesn't matter? Do we live as if Jesus never walked this earth? Do we live in darkness like everyone around us? Or do we wake up from our blindness and begin to see for the very first time? Are we healed from our brokenness? Are we raised from the dead and given new life? If so, we will leave the darkness behind and embrace the light. And not only is Jesus the light, but what he does is he invites us to be a part of his mission. And so in the Sermon on the Mount, he says this to us, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. And so our mission is to continue to spread the light of Christ. And what the world needs is not more darkness. The world needs light. And it's up to us to be this light. No one else is going to do it. And so we're to be a light at the places where we work. We're we're to be a light when we go online. We're to be a light here in this community. We're to be a light here at church. We're to be a light everywhere we go. And if we're not being a light, then the world is just going to grow darker and darker. This is our mission. We have a calling, and it's essential that we be who we are called to be, and that is children of light. And we can do this. All of us can do this. We can make a difference. We can choose love when the world chooses hate. We can share good news when the world is fixated on bad news. We can hope while the world despairs. We can be thankful as the world complains. We can tell the truth while people around us lie. We can seek peace as the world fights. We can speak kind words as the world calls names. We can be joyful while others rage. We can forgive while the world seeks revenge. We can embrace the light and not the darkness. You know, Christmas is a wonderful time of year because people are thinking about Jesus, as Bobby talked about this morning. 
And, and we celebrate the light. We, we, we do so in various ways. We put lights on our houses and we put lights on our trees and we, we, we light up neighborhoods. It's, it's amazing. You just drive around. You see entire neighborhoods are lit up and beautiful. And people are kinder and they're, they're more giving and they do more good deeds. And we open our homes and we practice hospitality and we're reminded through stories like A Christmas Carol or How the Grinch Stole Christmas that, that even the hardest hearts can be transformed. And there's more hope this time of year because we are focused on love and light and we remember that God did do this amazing thing where he took on flesh and he came near. But I wonder, what if we lived this way all year long? What if we never took down our Christmas lights? What would people say? They'd probably talk about that crazy neighbor who acts as if every day is Christmas. Would that be bad? What if we wore our ugly Christmas sweater in July? People would notice and they would whisper. Can you believe he's still pretending like it's Christmas? Well, people are supposed to notice and talk. But for reasons other than lights and sweaters... And the truth is, every day is like Christmas because Jesus has come. And it's wonderful that we do have a day where we can celebrate the birth of Christ. I think that's fantastic. It's great that we have a season where people are joyful, kind, and giving. But we should live this way all the time. The world needs the light that they experience at Christmas. The world needs the light of Jesus, and it's up to us to walk in the light and be the light so that others around us will begin to embrace the light. I want to leave you with this thought from Stephen Charleston, because I think it's a powerful one. He writes, Imagine you walked onto a large open field at night when there was no moon. Standing there silently in the darkness were hundreds of people, each holding an unlit candle. Only you were carrying a candle that was burning, a single light alone. How quickly would the field be glowing once you used your candle to light others? And they used their candles to do the same. And all the people began sharing their light with those around them. You may never know exactly, but you do know over time what the outcome will be. A field aglow in the darkness where people can see one another clearly. Your life matters. What you have started will carry on. You are a source of light. You help others in ways that will continue. You are a single candle, but you are stronger than darkness. And so I encourage you to choose the light. Choose it today. Choose it tomorrow. Choose it every moment of, of, of every day. 
Choose it because Jesus has come into the world and he has shown us the way. And we can follow him. Choose light because it has the power to transform your life and the lives of the people around you. Let's pray. Father God, we are so glad that you are a light in the darkness, that you are the light of the world, that you took on flesh and you came to this earth to show us how to live. And I pray that we would daily turn to the light, that we would embrace it, that we would live this way regardless of the darkness around us. Even though sometimes it's difficult, even though sometimes we grow weary, that we would choose to be light when everything around us is wrong so that others may know you. We're so grateful that all that Jesus has done. We're grateful for his life and his sacrifice. And we pray that you be with us and that we take the spirit of this time of year And we live it out all year long. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Receive this blessing from the book of Numbers. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you peace. If you're here this morning and you need to respond to the invitation... Maybe you've been living in darkness for too long and it's time to turn towards the light. If we can help you with that or if we can help you for any reason at all, why don't you come now as we stand, as we sing. God's